Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is my Tumblr buddy, Sightless. Sightless used to be a frequent contributor to Dark Souls Haters back when I was still updating that site on a regular basis. Uh, me and him bonded way back when on a mutual love, or, uh, or actually <clears throat> the fact that most people hate magic users in Dark Souls PvP, and we could collect lots and lots of hate mail that way. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this episode, even though I get a little salty. So thanks for listening. start at the very beginning where did you start playing dark souls at uh i didn't start playing until dark souls itself dark souls one but i had uh, some exposure to demons ahead of time i remember seeing on uh, g4 tv they had a really crappy let's hire some random nobody off the street to play this game for about 10 minutes and watch them fail miserably <laughs> and that really caught my interest but i don't recall how old i was at the time I don't remember when that game came out, but I was definitely still in school, so I didn't even have a job. So came out in two thousand nine. If that narrows it down, yeah. For you. Oh yeah, definitely in high school then. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm only twenty four, for God's sake. Oh God, I'm getting old though. Uh, no, I couldn't even play it. I watched a few playthroughs, like off and on, and I kind of forgot about it for a couple of years. And then Dark Souls came out. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And oh, this looks like that one game. Did they just remake it? Nope. But it's really fucking fun. I- God, I remember the first time I played through that, I spent two hours, I'm not afraid to say, on the opening, just the Asylum Demon, because I, I was just not paying attention to the door on the left. I just tried to kill it over and over. <laughs> I was playing Deprived at the time, too. So so you yeah. immediately went with the hardest possible build that you could that you could give yourself. Just, you know, with that game, they don't tell you anything, which is one thing I love about it in retrospect. But at the time, it really pissed me off. It was like, wow, God, I sh- this is really hard. Should I restart? No, I'll be a pussy if I do that. I don't want friends to laugh at me. I'm not going to have that happen. What kind of games were you playing at the time? Like, were you a big kind of third-person action gamer or RPGs or what were you doing? No, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I've never played. That was my first RPG. I had never played any of the original Fallouts. never played Oblivion up at that point either. Um which I know there's everything like big one like Arwen and Oblivion, but I'd never played those up until that point. I was kind of a just barely getting into PC gaming like hardcore. Mm-hmm. My first PC game really is a uh, Fisher Price Castle Adventures, which came to play set. <laughs> I don't even remember when I got that. That was 2008, uh, 2009. Those graphics really are dated then. Uh, but no, um, I was playing mostly source mods. I remember. Uh, source my community was so fun back in the day, but I, I, mostly my thing was shooters and just like puzzle games. Ugh, mm-hmm. God, that was terrible. Oh yeah, I used <laughs> to be such a baby. But no, that really got me into the whole RPG. Were you playing Dark Souls on the PC at that point, or did you find it for like a console Xbox. that you had for Xbox? Okay, uh, Xbox. We we had just gotten an Xbox. My family was pretty big into the whole new PC gaming thing for a while because they. Conservative Christian parents, they're all about the, they're sharing stories with their other church families, and I guess they had heard a lot of things about things you could do on PC, mostly involving uh, sex modding. I think oh, it was uh, back in the day. When, I guess that would be around yeah, the time. GTA, that the, the yeah, whole, yeah, I'll be damned. The whole tobacco came out, and they were like, oh, I can't let our kids do that. 
So here's an Xbox, so you can communicate with the worst community ever. (laughs) Yes, I don't think they realized what they were doing, but my vocabulary has certainly improved since I was uh, that old. All I know is, I don't know, it it was really eye-opening just playing that game, even on, like, the Xbox controller, certainly, the way I think those games are meant to play, but just playing that, going from little source mods and all that on my friend's computer on his house, Mm-hmm. to having that game to play day in, day out, explore for hours on end. That game, I didn't even complete it for a month because I just spent like every day, like an hour or so every day just exploring. Just wandering around Lordran's trying to see what's up. Lordran, God, Blight Town. Blight Town is <laughs> a week, a week in itself because I wanted to find everything. And, you know, Xbox wasn't exactly the most well-optimized machine. So then you throw that thing on there. Oh. Yeah, it was uh, Blight Town on 360. And even today, like they've backported it to the Xbox One, which is where I've been playing some Dark Souls lately. And uh, it's it's you would think that it would run better, but it absolutely does not. Like It still struggles I, on the same exact thing. I, I, I almost wonder if they didn't code it specifically to be the most poorly <laughs> optimized area in the game, specifically for difficulty purposes. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the swamp smog in India. Maybe so. Yeah. Down. Although I was always very annoyed when I finally reached the uh, God, what was the area? I always forget the name of it. The the one you access through like Town. The, Ash um, Lake. Ancient Dragon. Yes, Ash Lake. Mm-hmm. I never utilized that enough. I feel it's um it's way down at the bottom of a hole. That's for sure. The uh, the guest I recorded with a couple of weeks ago. Um, he told me that he's got a, a playthrough that's just stalled down there because he got down there. He didn't think about it, but he didn't bring the Lord. He doesn't have the Lord vessel, so he can't warp out. So now he's like, I'm cursed. Does he not have a homeward bound? Uh, but he rested at the bonfire down there. So he homeward bound <laughs> just brings him to the same spot. So he, he's, he's cursed. Oh. He, he said all of his shit's basically broken, so he can't even like kill a crab to try to get a purging stone. So he's like, I'm just, I'm just probably going to give it up. <laughs> no, no. You, you call him up and you tell him right now to suffer on through because i killed the SLMD with my fists okay i killed it with fists <laughs> and if you can do gotta it. do it if i can do it a depraved at level one or whatever the hell they start at you replay that game yeah that's a level one so you, you spent about a month playing that game like did you was that just your first playthrough like were you doing any kind of particular build or anything oh, was, or were you just just literally like whatever no, you found I just, well i you remember I, I hadn't played rpgs up until that point i heard of tabletops i kind of i had people explain them to me so i kind of understood like the basic idea of each class depraved mm-hmm. seemed like something new which is why i picked it it was like i mean this is just a blank sheet i can make whatever i want which is what it is mm-hmm. i just didn't also realize i wouldn't have jack shit when i started <laughs> uh so just kind of did whatever felt right i i kind of liked the feel of one-handed sword but i kind of didn't and then swap with the halberds and pole arms Kind of what I had. Then I found magic. Magic has always been my go-to in the Soul series. It is what carried me through Dark Souls One. It was my favorite part of Dark Souls Two, and I'm really pissed off at how shitty it was in Dark Souls Three. Yeah, it's real bad in Dark Souls Three. I did my standard. You know, I'm going to be a um, kind of Dex intelligence build in Dark Souls Three, and with a focus on intelligence, and that did not last long. That was not. That was no, no good. That, that that game is entirely focused on physical combat, and it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they were thinking. I, I still, I mourn for what that game could have been PvP and combat wise. 
Well, did you did you get into any of the multiplayer stuff on Dark Souls One? Okay, I'm ashamed to say this, but our connection back in the day was absolutely horrid. We were paying for really good internet, mm-hmm. and for the longest time, we couldn't figure it out. And you know, I was new to the whole computer thing myself, so I didn't understand it myself. It wasn't until a few years later I found out our router was just old. Okay. We got a new router for like ten bucks more, and that fixed everything. So I couldn't even play like uh, online. Oh, I didn't nice. realize it was an online aspect for like two years. And then I realized it was an online <laughs> aspect. I went back and replayed the game and I fell in love all over again because, hey, now I can fuck with other people. Fantastic. And that's how that's how you and I met is uh, when I started doing the Dark Souls haters thing on Tumblr. Like me and you, were, you, me and you have been Tumblr buds for the last, God, the last like four years or something. It's been ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. <clears throat> how long I've been on that website and how much has changed. Dude, it's 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 really weird. That's a whole different podcast of what <laughs> what is up with Tumblr nowadays. Like, I I don't need, I barely even use it anymore. Like, I can't even. I log in and I'm like, I it's just showing me stuff from people I don't follow and I don't I don't know what's going on and I just leave. So, new podcast idea: interview people now and ask them about what they were like five years ago on Tumblr, and we'll see how embarrassed they are. Because <laughs> God to- forbid, I want. I want to forget all about that. They won't tell you the truth. I, I guarantee you, I would lie in a heartbeat. I need to go oh, back and just delete tell my, you. my entire be a warning yeah. sign to anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Dark Souls. I want to say two was it mm-hmm. when I first submitted. It was definitely Dark Souls two came out, and I got on the still on the Xbox at that time. Actually, I hadn't yet rebuilt or built a PC. I should say I had kind of one for a little while, and. It, blew up because I overloaded it on trying to run Crisis and it melted the graphics card quite literally. Oh no. That's uh, not good. Yeah, no, that wasn't that was that was the fun and my parents were pretty pissed, so I had to spend a couple of years saving up for a good one, which still still kicking. But oh, that's good. Now Dark Souls 2 rolls around and they've done perfect things to my magic and it's viable and I'm finding out that people on Xbox now love to send hate mail. And I don't I, I <laughs> Especially the magic users. I, oh, definitely the magic users. People hate magic, but I, this has been the consistent theme. Anytime I've done online gaming, now like something about the way I play pisses people off, even if I never say a word. Shooters, uh, RTS games, anything. I don't know why, but I attract it. I'm like a, a dead corpse in a field full of flies. Uh, people absolutely despise magic. I don't know what it is about it. Possibly it's the idea of just clicking a button and doing damage, but at the same time, that's pretty much any anything in Dark Souls. But uh, I, I think it's more that they fall for it because it's so telegraphed. Like compared to like a sword swing, magic usually takes a long time to cast. Unless you're like me, it's, you... it's always been like a thing of like, well, that takes no skill. You're just hitting the RB button, and I'm always like, you're you are too. <laughs> you guys exactly you the are same, too. The same exact. The only difference is. <laughs> You have to be close, whereas I have to be far away, account for your dodging, account for how many casts I have, account for how much damage I can do, and what you can follow up with. It, 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 people seem to forget that most magic users in Dark Souls don't invest too heavily in their rolling stats. They're more of a, a DPS with a very low health. So if mm-hmm. you hit me a few times, I'm dead. I can wail on you with spells all night. You might still be alive and run away and heal. So I've got to decide what I'm going to use, when I'm going to use it, because I've only got someone, especially in Dark Souls 2, where you had limited casts. Dark Souls 3 kind of solved that with the whole mana system, but mm-hmm. I, I honestly prefer Dark Souls 2 with the allotment and having so many per spell. certainly balanced it out a lot better. 
Yeah, and I like I like that, and then getting the bonus for like having extra stats and attunement and things like that. Like that. Oh, really the extra stats were fantastic. Like, yeah. The most successful build I had, which is the one that probably garnered the most hate mail that I submitted to your blog, was my um my gank hunting squad or my gank squad hunting uh, build, which is just character. Uh, it was not actually um, entirely devoted to uh, magic. It was a miracle magic kind of build. But it had up to nine casts of Wrath of God. And it was <laughs> game plus setting six at the time, Christ. and I had ninety nine attunement and ninety nine faith. It one shot people, and they would be angry about it because I love to fight in overwhelming odds and come out on top. It, it's not even like an ego thing. It just feels really good. I, it, it feels like what Dark Souls is meant to be: it's overwhelming odds and just beating them through any means possible. And you know, it is. Uh... It is there is something about like using magic that people look down on. I've never really quite understood it. It's it it's it again, it just takes the same exact amount of skill, if not more skill, because you the magic system is so obviously telegraphed, like you talked about. Like it's like how can you not like if I'm fighting another magic guy, it's a pretty much a pushover. Like I kill him every time because it's just not I know how to roll through Wrath of Gods, like, and they wind up on a soul arrow so so mm. long that I can easily get behind them and backstab them. Like, I don't. It just always confused me. I'm glad to find like a common spirit in that. <laughs> I think it comes down to most people go for the thing that games pushes at you right away, which is most of the characters in the game are melee focused. The class is starting out, which I understand. It makes sense. It's a pretty primal thing, and it calls back to you know medieval times and. I just want to go beat that shit out of that dude over there with a sword. Mm-hmm. I can understand it. I respect it. I enjoy doing it sometimes too. But there's something about throwing around a magical spear and watching it impale the jackass over there and the guy behind him and watching them both collapse <laughs> dead. It makes me feel really freaking good, especially when I know that if either of them hit me, I could die right away. And also I'm wearing like loincloth and a big oversized hat that makes me look like I'm in a bar mitzvah. <laughs> I don't know. I, fashion souls... Mixed with magic. Perfect. It's a fun time. Absolutely. Because you get to wear basically whatever you want to that's not tanky. And I don't really oh. like any of the tanky armor in Dark Souls anyway. Like, no, I, the... I, I appreciate, like, the fat stuff, right? Like, I, I love me some onion armor, and I love me some Moe's armor and all that. Like, I, I think that's Dark really Souls funny. Dark Souls was great for that. Like, yeah. That but... they had a, little, a little bit too good for that. Too many armors look really fat. I, the armor design in Dark Souls has always been phenomenal. And I know plenty of people friends who absolutely love it and play the game simply for that just to roll around and hear that big chinky mm-hmm. great sound design of the armor moving around as you roll each fight and all that but there's something about just throwing on a bunch of different robes seeing how they clash together and they mesh and they make you look really fucking badass like you're coming out of a crypt you're gonna raise some zombies or some shit i don't know it's always appealed to me i've always played characters even in like tabletop games because they've got the most interesting skills later on early on they're always weak I like that. Yeah, even in Dark Souls 1, where magic was kind of powerful, even later on, they, they, they certainly come into their own, and you kind of balance out. And it really shows... I don't want to say, like, who's the better player? No, that's not right. <laughs> it, it takes a certain kind of player to get farther in Dark Souls with magic, I think, than with melee. Because... Melee, you can dodge around and smash a guy and stunlock him pretty easily. Magic, you've only got so many casts. You've got to kind of line things up, especially a lot of mob types with the penetration spells that go through multiple. You've got to line them up so you got you only got so many casts. I want to say it's more of a thinker's class because that would make me sound like an, uh, an asshole, but mm-hmm. maybe it is to a degree. 
I don't know. It could be. I mean, anytime you're dealing with uh, like long range attacks, like you have to think a little bit more critically about where you are and where they are in the world uh, versus uh, just, you know, doing straight up melee where I'm over here. That guy's over there. Are there any other guys around him? No, I can go attack him. So I can run at him and then smash him a few times with my R1 and then R2 and then he will be dead. There's that uh there's that really great I know you haven't played Demon Souls, but there's a really great Demon Souls run where this guy is on at soul level one on like new game seven. And uh he Lord. takes it to pure black tendency, which makes all of the enemies have the most amount of HP and all of the, like hit the hardest and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And and um he just has like the lava bow, which is kind of an overpowered bow, and it's basically a puzzle game at that point. Like he's just wandering around. He's like, if I shoot this enemy, these two will aggro and run at me. But I haven't created the shortcut, so they'll fall down and die. So I don't have to fight those two dudes anymore. Like it's all about doing stuff like that. Like it's yeah, completely shit different. like that. Yeah, it's, it's a, great. It's, it's a different I mean, approach. My, yeah, one thing I really like about the magic system in Dark Souls is just the whole comboing of spells. Because with melee abilities and a weapon move set, yes, you've got a certain amount of weapon moves and. People can learn to counter them, but you can usually chain them up in pretty interesting ways. But I think with spells, it offers you the most amount of combos, the most interesting ways. I can smack you with an AoE, follow up with a penetration spell, back off, do a self-buff, do a little pushback that doesn't do any damage, but it will stunlock you long enough for me to pull out another spell that will cause you to dodge in another direction. And that was just a decoy. Guess what? Fuck you. I actually laid down a trap a little bit earlier, and now you're dead. <laughs> Man, like, when you when you found PvP, you must have gone crazy, huh? <laughs> oh my god, it was great. It was I'm I I think another thing about it is it's not too personal. Like I play Rainbow Six Siege off and on, and it's an okay game. It's a diamond in the rough. It's got a lot of issues. That terrible tick rate, so the section's garbage. Um, but there's something about that game and the five v five format and everyone having text chat and all that that makes it way too personal at times. Mm-hmm. People get really caustic right away, and it just make, turns me off the game after a few hours. I just want to turn it off. But Dark Souls, I can PvP for hours on end, maybe even a full day, which is what I used to do with Dark Souls 2. It, it didn't matter, because, yeah, I could see the name. I could kill them. They could taunt at me. I could taunt at them. But the taunting just felt like part of the game. It didn't feel like he was... Yeah, maybe he was trying to be an asshole, and sometimes they were, because I get you know, but that's part of the game, too. But not everyone was like that. And I get a lot of compliments for how I play, especially with the uh, magic. Because a lot of people don't look at magic very well, like you said. But some of them don't look at it well, not in a mean way, but more of a, well, this is stupid and boring. I'm not going to play this because it's not you know, the meta. It's not ideal. Sure. So when I do really well with it and people get impressed and they send me messages, it's like, hey, you're pretty fucking cool. We're just playing a game. You're okay. I killed you. I'm okay. I got killed by you. The better man won in this case, but I'm going to invade you later and then kick your ass. Yeah, there's a camaraderie to it, right? Like that was yeah, always the it, cool thing about Dark Souls PvP is that, like, I remember invading like the same like four dudes in the Ulysseal Township in Dark Souls oh, One. Like you would just like you know it's Saturday morning at six o'clock in the morning, which I've woken up that early because I'm a, an, an idiot, I guess. I don't know what I was doing that morning. <laughs> oh, and it was like, yeah, something like that, or you know, and it was mostly Italians or people that live in England, English people, or, you know, like the same four dudes that are in America that awake at the same time that I am. And it's, you know, you see the same gamer tags over and over and over again. You learn to, you learn people. That's what, that's what I love about the social aspect of games has grown on me so much. I play squad now, which is a 
like a, I want to say Milsim. Yeah, it's basically a Milsim. It's Milsim kind of in the vein of Project Reality, if anyone even knows what that is. It was a Battlefield 2 mod. Uh, but the social aspect of that, just dropping in, seeing the same people off and on, and just learning how they play, how I can fight them, how they can back me up if I summon them, and all that kind of stuff of like going to fight clubs. And hey, I know that guy. He hosts these great fight clubs. I'm going to mm-hmm. join him. Or, hey, <laughs> or I, I don't know, that know guy. this guy. <laughs> or I don't know that guy, know and, that guy. I, and I hate him. I'm going to go invade his fight club and try to yeah. fuck him up. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Oh, you're doing a fight club on that lava bridge, which I hate. Speaking of, small tangent, do not ever, ever make the community fight club of a game a small, narrow bridge where half the weapons in the game are pointless unless they're fast and have a very small swinging. Because the worst thing about Dark Souls 2 was that everyone went to that fucking bridge and the fucking lava. I never understood that. It was was terrible because I'd win every time as a magic user because it's a narrow fucking corridor. You Okay, you're going to roll at me. Okay, go ahead and roll at me. I'm just going to hit you with a backup spell the moment you fucking get off your roll. Or, oh, you're going to roll away from me. Okay, I'm just going to walk behind you and then wait till you get out of your iframe and then stab you in the back. There's not much you can do there. And now you're going to run away to the lava? Okay. Now I'm just going to pout you with spells until you're dead. <sighs> that area just pissed me off. It's but so yeah, dumb. No. It's so it, stupid. It, it, like, why did... I've never even really understood why it became so popular. I assumed it was because some various streamers out there just decided to, you know, make a camp right it, here and that was it. it. I but, think it was almost designed to be one. But, like, default, I mean, think about it. There's only two enemies there. You can despawn thanks to the game mechanics. Uh, there's a gate, which, if you've never opened it, it stays shut and no one can run away. So you've got a gate on one side, a gate on the other. It's a perfect, I don't want to say perfect, it's kind of like a perfect symmetrical shape. And then you've got a little alcove in the middle for people to spectate. It's like it was designed to be one. But whoever the fuck designed it, like many levels in Dark Souls 2, didn't think ahead to think, <laughs> oh wait, weapons with large swing speeds, or like slow swing speeds and large arcs on their swing are going to hit the side of this every fucking time. Corridors are terrible. There's a whole PvP arena. Like, why didn't everybody just kind of flock to the PvP arena that you can just... And I know you can't do, like, fight clubs and stuff like that. But, like, even still, like, kill the... I don't know, man. Like, if they had just allowed you to be... Allowed you to summon people, like, in that... You know, where the uh, chariot was. Even that would be better. Like, in the area in front of... The chariot before it would be great. Even, like, the chariot boss fight arena itself... Sure. Would have been great because that yeah. would have been interesting because that's wide and open. Yeah, it's a dead end eventually, but it's still like a circle. It's like why you got a lot of moving. You want to retreat a little bit? You can, but he's going to be hot on your heels. But you know what? It adds something to the game. It's a wide turning corridor. It's not just straight. Uh, one of my favorite areas to invade in the game was Dragonlet Castle right after the uh, double Dragon Rider boss fight because of the verticality of it. Mm-hmm. You had the bug, you had the bonfire room. You go in. There's the elevator. The elevator goes up. But to get the elevator up, you had to go first up the ladder on the right side. Go up there, go in, move around a little bit on a little uh, balcony, go into some doors. You drop down there, you can't get back in to that little uh, staircase or ladder. So you had to go all the way through the area. You had to go down, up, down, whatever. Open up another gate, you get the key, go in. Then you can get up the elevator, go all the way up the elevator, hit a thing, go down. Then you go through the corridor to the boss fight. That's a big-ass fucking gauntlet you got to run through to get to that boss fight, which means it's a lot of time I have to invade you, set up, and wait. Mm-hmm. And there's so much fun to be had when you are running from a gank squad by yourself with three dudes hunting you down, and then one of the bosses or the uh, host pops one of those fucking branches that makes all the enemies <laughs> in the game want to kill you. And I had the most fun doing that off and on. And people were so pissed. 
because I would camp that fucking ladder with Wrath of God, and they would come up one after another, and you just pop it, fall down, <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> One of the best hate mails I sent you was when uh, some know, southern dude, they managed to rail me in a corner. This is New Game Plus 6, I should point out. Most of my stats are pretty fucking high, which I don't normally do, but I enjoyed hunting gank squads. A lot of them were past New Game. And with the way Dark Souls 2's uh, matchmaking worked, anything past New Game Plus could only fight New Game Plus. Uh, so a lot of Havels, a lot of, you know, hexes, has a little Havel hexes, hexes mm-hmm. Havels, whatever you want to call them. Work. So three of them had me railed into the corner, and they started piling down on me. And one or two hit me, but I just kept rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling because I had so much fucking stamina. I could in Dark Souls Two, you had a lot of stamina for rolling. Mm-hmm. Not as much as Dark Souls Three, I feel. But the point is, one of them backed off for half a second. I ran past him up that ladder, and they all took chase, and I hit all three of them with one Wrath of God, and they all fell down. <laughs> and that's what I got the hate mail. <laughs> Lag switching, he called it. Of course, nah. Just yeah. time your shit better, other than all three of you attacking one fucking. Or, or don't chase the magic ah. unit user, you know, up the up the elevator, like what, or up the up the ladder. What are you doing? That's, that's... No, like, what are you doing? Like, you know how dangerous ladders are. You've, been, you've probably been knocked off one by the enemy. Oh, ah, God, man. There's a lot of good areas. Even but, you, know, um, are, you were you were never much of a ganker, right? Like you were always the the, the person oh, invading. Oh no, I yeah, hated that. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Um, I've been summoned now and then for boss fights, but. Most of the game, except when I was playing with a friend um, through Dark Souls 1, 2, and 1. I think we played a little bit. We didn't go all the way through 2, but we, we played through um, 1 and 2. Uh, we never did play through 3 together, but it's life. Um, I don't know. We, we, I never really got back into summoning people. It, it was fun now and then to kind of like show new friends to the series. Like, this is what summoning is. Now fuck off and do your own thing. I'm going to go invade some people. I... I Co-op was fun, but I didn't get the same enjoyment out of it that a lot of people do. I felt not that it cheapened the experience, although I do feel like sometimes a lot of boss fights, boss fights it just kind of ruined it, because then you're just buffing the boss's health, mm-hmm. and I'm not really getting the experience as it was intended. I'm just getting kind of a buff boss, and then... Oh god, Dark Souls 3 was the worst, though, because I did... um. I summoned for one of the boss fights on the last DLC. I think it was the... Um, it wasn't the last boss fight. It was the... I, I don't really want to spoil it, but I guess anyone who's probably listening to this has probably played Dark Souls 3. We have a, uh, we have a complete spoiler. On, all spoilers on the table, pile. Let's say, like, my, my okay. philosophy on this has been if you were... Like if you're not if you've not played like say Bloodborne or Dark Souls three like put this on pause go do that then come back and listen to this podcast <laughs> like what are you doing listening to the Dark Souls podcast yeah fuck off go play games go play good games fuck off don't listen to this shit anyways <laughs> uh, no it was um the two double demon boss fight which I really fucking enjoyed and I made the mistake of summoning by accident but I didn't I didn't turn him away and I made that was a mistake I regret because immediately upon him getting down there we just wrecked the boss in like under a minute. And it was really fucking boring because I didn't really get to do much. He just sat there and spam like I, some AOE spell that I could never understood. I think it was a miracle of some sort. I never got into miracles in Dark Souls 3. Uh, spoilers, I've only played Dark Souls 3 once all the way through and I've never picked it up again. I don't know why, but Dark Souls 3 for me just didn't resonate as well as the others. They had some great fights, but everything else about it, I just couldn't, couldn't be too bad about so, 
I guess let's let's go all the way back to Dark Souls one for a minute because like you didn't have online back then, so you weren't doing all this PvP stuff. Uh, what what is drawing you in the game? Is it pure mechanics, or are you kind of figuring out the story and it's kind of weird and hidden way that it tells you the story? Like, what was it that was, or is it just simply the exploration, like just walking around and seeing this huge open world? I want to say it was a little bit of everything. I mean, it, I've always been a pretty avid reader, so the mystery genre and fantasy genre have always kind of attracted me. One of my favorite art, uh, writers is uh, Harry Pratchett. Really. Mm-hmm. Rest of the soul, he's now dead. Uh, but he's got a series uh, called the Discworld series, and he in that series he's got a subsection, got you know, like a bunch of little subgenres. But uh, he's got a character called Samuel Vimes, and he's a uh, captain of the City Watch of the City of Ankh-Morpork. And the whole any book involving him is basically a police drama, mystery drama kind of thing, but with a fantasy twist. So you're kind of learning about the world through his eyes. And the eyes of the people around him, but you don't know too much about it. Time goes on, but you, you slowly put things together. Like ah, so this there's this kind of diplomacy going on here. This kind of history happened here, and it, that kind of thing of just learning the history little piece by piece from little tidbits that don't really come off as important the way they're written, but they mm-hmm. clearly are if you have the time to look, put it all together. That really resonated with me with Dark Souls because Dark Souls doesn't throw it in your face a lot of the time. Uh, three was pretty bad about that, but they were trying to cap some things off, so I understand it. But the draw of exploring and finding new areas and new items and new descriptions for those items and putting this two and two together and formulating my own ideas, which I know some people have made a career out of right now, which I think is kind of stupid, but my personal opinion. <laughs> well, did you that? Uh, like, did you get into the lore stuff though? Like, did you was the story something? Like, did you go out and seek a bunch of those lore videos from the Vadis and the Anbs of the world? Uh, for a little while, and then I kind of got bored of it. It just came off. Of, oh, you're just taking like a one tiny little detail and blowing it up into this big old theory. And like, okay, I kind of did that myself, but I never came off as thinking I was right. Hmm. We're trying to like monopolize on it, but this is, again, this is my personal thing. Um, but <laughs> you really don't like people making lore videos for a living, huh? <laughs> uh, no, no, it kind of rubs me the wrong way, and I can't really say why. It's probably just me being a little salty for one reason or another. But that's just me. Yeah, I got our faults. Mine is I hate Dark Souls lore videos. It's um, so I I I, I don't necessarily mind Dark Souls lore videos and like finding ENB videos for the first time or specifically mm-hmm. finding like the early prepare to cry stuff, like kind of opened my eyes of like what exactly was in there with dark souls in terms of story. Yeah. But, I think they threw that purpose. But nowadays, man, like it's, it just gets exhausting. Like, uh, you know, Vadi is still putting out good content, uh, like for these videos. And I, I think he does interesting stories. I just like, it's, it's picking like the barest meat off a of bone, especially with dark souls three that I just, I don't really fucking care. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. At this point, it's like, what more needs to be said? I mean, it, yeah. we talked to, it, this may sound weird on this kind of a podcast, which is about the Soul Series, but at this point, the Soul Series is pretty fucking old. They talked almost about everything about the Soul Series that you can talk about. I have had so many conversations about Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3 and the Soul Series in general with people on the Mumble server who I've been with for years. We've talked about these series off and on at least 50 times or more. And yeah, we come up with some new ideas about it now and then, but. In the end, we've still talked about it. There's not much more we can formulate. It is what it is. And I think that's what I like about it is it doesn't need to be anything more than what it presents itself to be. It's that you can formulate whatever you want from it. But that doesn't mean you're right. It could be whatever. 
I mean, that's kind of the whole thing of Dark Souls in a way is because everyone is their own like chosen undead or ashen one or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what might be right to you in your world isn't right to him in his world. Something could be slightly different. So yeah, the the general gene, uh, theme might be the same, but I don't know. The lore, I think, is best left as is unspeculated upon. <laughs> Except between close friends where you can shoot the shit for an hour or two and then go back to doing whatever you were doing. Probably talking about Hillary Clinton's cankles or whatever. Sure. Yeah, that sounds, I guess, okay. <laughs> Pro- probably actually more like how everything in this world is just a dumpster a, a, you know, a fire. <laughs> I can't, I can't speak. Much. A dumpster fire. Dumpster fire, yeah, no, pretty much. Uh, oh, that's man. pretty much what Mumble turns into. The, uh, it's, it's interesting to me that you like have this relationship with your friends where you talk about this stuff, but you don't like... I particularly care about it for the for, on the YouTube side. Uh, no, part of, I mean part of the discovery of Dark Souls One for me was like finding all these wacky and crazy Dark Souls One P, like PvP videos that people were doing back then. And man, I just feel like that stuff is just I don't know if it's became such a big industry in and of itself. Like there's so many people that went to it once you know they saw start, started seeing the Vadis or the ENBs or the you know the only Afros, God forbid, of the world <laughs> becoming famous with that stuff and. Now, like, I, I barely watch any kind of Dark Souls content on YouTube. And if I do, it's usually, like, through a screen of people that know me pretty well. Like, hey, Jeremy, you, you would actually like this. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go watch this because you told me to. Like, I don't I don't go seek out that stuff anymore at all, which is kind of weird for being, like, th- th- in the position that I am, which is just a huge Dark Souls fan and literally talks about Dark Souls, like, for six to ten <laughs> hours with strangers every week. So, <laughs> I, Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is about the Dark Souls series as itself, because when it came out, it was kind of a sleeper, a sleeper hit. People liked it. They didn't really talk about it. And then, like, a couple of years later, I want to say, like, 2011, 2012, maybe 13, like, people started talking about it a lot. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because Hints of Dark Souls 2 were coming out. And people were like, hey, that's really a fucking good game. And people, at the time, because even 2009, I would say, like, the internet was around, and there were certainly, like, mumble servers and Ventrilo, God forbid, Ventrilo. That brings back memories and TeamSpeak and all that, but you didn't really have much communication about what these games were. So all this stuff when they came out, like all the PvP videos, were still kind of fresh to people. I mean, especially YouTube, because YouTube, I, I wouldn't say was honestly too big until like 2011. That's when it kind of became mainstream in a way, mm-hmm. where everyone knew about it. Like, oh, YouTube, I know what that is. And some people started putting out videos, and they were like, didn't hear all the new neat shit because Dark Souls has been around at this time for a while. So you know, three. For years, it's it's a long time. You learn a lot of shit. You put it out there, and other people start thinking it's neat, and other people start latching onto it. And Dark Souls Two rolls around, and there's some really cool people putting out some videos, like Color Bars. He put some neat videos out there for a while. I remember liking his videos and um, Comrade Gunbad. I remember his fucking editing was phenomenal. All of his, and he had always had like an interesting theme. I think he did like a Ghouls and Goblins. I think that was the name of that old game. He had like a a video, like basically said that like a two D side scroller uh, Dark Souls two video, and it was it was really interesting to see. And now Dark Souls three rolls around. I see all these videos from people I don't know, and I'm like, I don't want to watch any of this shit. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I was there during the heyday. This is this is Source Mod all over again because I was big in the Source Mods when I was able to play on my friend's computer back in the day, and there was a massive community, and it was great to see all the neat shit people were doing with this engine. And, all the interesting ideas that they come with. And like nowadays it's like, a, it's been done. So when I see it, like with other games, I'm like, okay, I, I remember that as a source mod and now you're trying to profit off it. There's nothing new to me. 
I've seen it a hundred times. It's, it's whatever at this point. I mean, props to them for continuing to make content for this series that is hopefully now ended. It needs to. Yeah, um, I'm I'm ready to be done with linking the fire, extinguishing the fire. Lighting. I don't want to be done. I don't want to do anything with fire in the Souls universe anymore. I'm just no, I'm just done. No, I, I would be honestly completely fine had Dark Souls two and three never happened. Honestly, yeah, I think most people Break-faced. nowadays I mean, are coming to that conclusion because demons. And I know you haven't played demons, but like it's, it really feels like demons, dark and bloodborne is like the real Souls trilogy. With the the real that. trinity, right? There. Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. I have not played bloodborne or oh, yeah, okay. demons, as you said. Um, I've been meaning to, but I don't own a console, and I'm not going to buy a console simply for one game, even one from a company that I enjoy and know makes quality games. Um, maybe once the because uh, Sony has rolled out that all that like game streaming stuff. So, oh, uh, it? the, well, they're it's in beta now, uh, but you can just basically like stream PS4 games to your PC. Ooh. So, if they put you know their actual exclusive games on that, that would be pretty sweet for a lot of people. They'd, they'd be smart too. They want I mean, money. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I got this money sitting here. I got a job, man. <laughs> right now, all, all I'm doing is giving it away to some Russian developer who makes a shitty tank and plane simulator. So, it's sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> to please give me Bloodborne, Sony. Please give me please, Bloodborne. Please, please. I think knowing knowing you, I don't. I'm, it doesn't have much of a PvP scene. It never really had much of a PvP scene. But I think that you, yeah, would really, I've really seen dig the, the, the combat and stuff. I think you would dig it. The combat I've seen looks neat. Mm-hmm. The PvP not so much. And it, in fact, it looks like it has a lot of what I disliked about Dark Souls 3's combat. Dark Souls 3's combat. I want to say it too fast because that'd be wrong. Like uh, people seem to think Dark Souls 2's combat was the worst of the series. In retrospect, I think it was the best. Dark Souls 1, I know a lot of people love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had fantastic hitboxes. It had some of the best hitboxes I've ever seen in the game, even to date with modern technology. Um, there's plenty of gifts of people like rolling under an attack, and you can just see like pixel by pixel the blade of an enemy missing their head by an inch, and they come out unscathed. And then you get Dark Souls 2, and you see a gif of a guy rolling to the side, and like he gets hit by the attack that's like three feet to his left, which. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna deny it. Dark Souls Two had some pretty bad hitboxes, but don't even get me started about those fucking katanas. I will. <laughs> oh, don't. Mm, they, they were the worst enemy for me as a, a caster. I Jeez. fucking hated that phantom reach on the the, the run attack. Everyone hated that shit. Oh, and then you God. had the invisible katana, which was even worse. But no, Dark Souls Two had the best PvP combat. I feel um, certainly in terms of PVE. Uh, maybe Dark Souls Three was better, but uh, PVE's I'm, I'm dog shit at PVE. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I have died more to PVE than I have ever done to another player in Dark Souls, uh, and to the stupidest shit. <laughs> I have oftentimes run out of stamina entirely fighting like low level grunts and been slaughtered. It, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking earlier about how casters are, uh, you know, a thinking man's class, and now here I am getting my ass kicked by what is essentially the uh, local bar hoppers. <laughs> I uh, I started. I got inspired by some friends on uh, Twitter who were doing soul level right. one uh, runs of uh, Dark Souls one. So I said, "Well, I can do that," and i you know, I'm I'm good at Dark Souls. This sh- and I've done soul level one before. Like this is no big, you know, surprise for me. And I'm not going to put like any more constraint on myself. Like I'll just probably do pyro and you know the lightning, whatever. And uh, just running to the gargoyles, I would, like got killed twice by those stupid hollows in that Chandler. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me! Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I, no, I mean, 
I, t- I had to tell my buddies later. I was like, apparently talking about Dark Souls a lot does not make you good at Dark Souls. You actually have oh. to play the game. <laughs> yeah, it's like being an authority on something doesn't mean you're essentially very good actually at it. good at anything. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, like, it's a very humbling experience. Oh yeah, no, it definitely is. Soul Level One. I have a lot of respect for anyone who does those in uh, the Soul series, even three, which I felt was pretty easy. A lot of it, but. Yeah, I've got a buddy that um uh, who's been on this podcast before, uh, Nicholas, and uh, he does Soul Level One uh, runs of Dark Souls Three, and watching him go through like both DLCs and fight all those bosses at Soul Level One, I was just like, dude, why? Number one, why? But number two, how? And, and number three, d- please don't do this. Like this doesn't <laughs> this doesn't look that, fun. That reminds, I'm sure it is, but <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of the guy. I think he did this. I don't remember if it was Soul Level One. Probably wasn't, but he he used to do videos. He had like a whole series that he posted. Um, I think it was on the Reddit or whatever. Maybe it was Reddit. No, I didn't get on Reddit till like recently. But he used to post a lot of videos, which I would see online of him. He would only kill bosses via parries, parries oh, and then Christ. the counterattack. I remember that it was amazing because that's one thing I felt was missing from Dark Souls Three. That two added that I really liked is if you timed your parry perfectly, you could negate the damage or open up a boss for an attack. And most of the bosses in that game are poorly designed, you know, humanoid, a mm-hmm. little bit taller than you. Okay. Bad design. Dark Souls 3 and one of the better boss designs. Not gonna lie. But that is one thing Dark Souls 2 did better with bosses is that you had the ability to parry them if you timed it right. Which you are already lugging around a sword probably like eight times the weight of your own body, swinging it around with ease multiple times. And tanking hits that would probably kill about 40 men. So why not? Why shouldn't I be able to parry the giant snake woman? <laughs> I uh, I am have never been good at parrying. I can parry in Dark Souls 1 PvP, and that's really about it. <laughs> like, other than that, like I've, got I... that, I've got that weird psychic connection thing where I can kind of predict something happens, but that's really it. That right there is how you are good at parrying, though. That whole expecting it and pulling it out before they attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't work too well in Dark Souls. Well, I guess it did work better in one, because one had a wider hitbox, or uh, not hitbox, more frames of the parry. Parry windows, So you could actually, yeah. yeah. Parry frames were certainly longer, mm-hmm. uh, which is why you could parry, and then he would attack, and even if your animation was already done, he'd still get parry, which I always felt was kind of weird. Um, but two and three... I don't know what it is about those games, but I, I caught the parry immediately, like after the first really? enemy. Yeah, no, I, I never had a problem parrying uh, players. Enemies are another problem. Like I said, I'm terrible at PvE. I can never... <laughs> Three, I will give it one thing. It had really good animations and mixed them up a lot. Mm-hmm. Because when I did that, I just could not... I, I would get hit nine times out of ten if I tried parrying an enemy, so I just stopped trying. Uh, but, but players never had a problem. I, I was always very capable of predicting when someone would attack or setting it up because setup parries are the best and most satisfying thing oh man especially when you're about it, to put a bolt to their it's face. like you kill them and then call them an idiot at the same time it's so good <laughs> it's... i played you uh the anime was it? the old one the fist of the north star they mm-hmm. you you don't even or was it you don't uh you're already dead i can't remember <laughs> the full quote for that but don't paraphrase me on that I'm not. I'm not. It's I'm not just, an anime guy at all, so I have no idea. <laughs> oh, there's a scene essentially where he he basically just comes up to a guy and starts smashing him a lot with his fists, and then he walks away. And the guy's like really confused. And the only thing he has to say to him is, 
you're already dead. And then five seconds later, the guy just, his heart explodes. It's oh, basically that. You set it up, you deliver it, and then you fuck him up. And you planned it the whole time, and he fell for it. And it just feels really good. It's it's really interesting. Like, the the way that the PvP meta evolves throughout these games. Because uh, I remember, like, Dark Souls 1, it's, it just got to the point where it was insane. Like, everyone had the exact same, like, carbon copy build because they had figured out all of the different breakpoints and all of the different things that you needed. Uh, did, did you get really you heavy exactly into, into that stuff? Point. Oh, God, no. Dark Souls 1, I really hated it because it was, you needed more than 40 points to avoid being stun knocked on one hit. Okay. Okay. So I went, I was ticked that off. Like, I got to have this on the stat builder, which is one thing I will say I really love about the community is the whole one, the build. Uh, sheets, the mm-hmm. build generator calculator thing. Those were really useful for me and everyone else. And hat, hats off to anyone who made those and made them good. But, you can, you can no, go listen to his one... episode. He's been, he's been on the podcast. Oh, has he? <laughs> yeah. I'll have to listen to that. Uh, it wasn't the original guy that did Mugen Monkey, but it was oh. the guy that, that uh, took it over. Took it he over. Did, okay. uh, I think he did, I know he did three and I think he did Bloodborne, uh, but now he's the sites are kind of done and he's kind of like he's He's busy with like actual, you know, real world life stuff. So I don't think he actually works on new features. Yeah, but no, um, Dark Souls 1, I really hated that whole, the meta of, you know, you got to have 40 plus boys. You got to have X amount of protection against physical and Mm -hmm. maybe have an extra shield back up for against magic. Oh, you got to have this kind of weapon because you don't want to attack with this. Uh, You got to have either a katana or a falchion or uh, maybe you're going to go for a great sword. Don't go for ultra great swords, though. Unless you're using this ultra great sword, because this one's better than that, and this one's got more frames, this one's got better. I don't know, the stupid. Best part about Dark Souls has always been use what you want and fuck people up with it. <laughs> fuck people up with it good. And that is why I use magic, because I can fuck people up with it good, and it's not the meta most of the time. Like the whole level cap. I enjoy the level cap if you're doing a fight club. Sure. That's good. 125? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But if I'm just going to go fuck people up, I want to do it at whatever level I want because 10 to 1, I'm going to be fighting people who are using the meta and they're going to be high leveled. So I might as well be high level too and fuck them up my way. Yeah. And I'm going to be better than them because of it. Yeah. Because I'm mean, not using. 130 meta. could invade like what down to 121, 120, something like that, I think. So why not uh, get those 10 extra levels? Like put them in, you know, vitality or whatever so you can have 300 more HP. And then like that, that could be the make or break between one hit, you know, losing on that last hit or surviving. So I actually found the sweet spot. Um, after a while, in terms of uh, with Dark Souls 2, which is one weak spot, was the matchmaking with the whole uh, soul memory. Soul memory was a terrible aspect. I really hated that, because you... <laughs> after a while, you'd be PvPing, and you wouldn't spend it on anything. You wouldn't spend the souls. You'd reach your ideal build, but your soul level would go up, and your soul memory would go up, mm-hmm. and it would change you fight until there's such a point that you need to level up, because, well, fuck it, now I'm fighting guys who are like soul level... 280 and here i am at like fucking i don't know five (laughs) it was so stupid but two and three the metas as the games have gone on they swap more and more towards the physical and three was as we've talked about very much shitting on anyone who did magic and even uh miracles to a large degree i have seen offhand i can count because i did try Three's PvP for a while. I tried it before the balance patches came out in the last DLC, and I hated it. And I fought maybe 100, 150 times before that. I'd like to keep track of how many times I fight in games because I'm that weird. Uh, but after I tried another 150, 200 times, and 
nothing really changed. I mean, yeah, things were a little bit more powerful in terms of miracles and magic, but it always came down to who was self-buffing five times before a fight, which if you do that, I'm going to fuck you up immediately if I see you try and pull out two buffs. <laughs> you get one honor buff. One honor buff for me. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, the honor, honor duels. Oh, honor duels and the whole honor system. and Like, oh, you got to let him bow. Like, no, fuck you. I'm here to invade you and kill you. Are you here to invade me and kill me? Just fucking kill me. Because if I see you bow, I'm going to throw something at you. I don't care. Like, we're here to fight. I'm not here to shake your hand. If we're going to do that, it's going to be in a fight club. And I'm going to agree to it. And like I don't, I don't expect that back either. Like I've invaded your world. No. You should do everything you can to kill me. I'm, I'm not your buddy. Like I, I've gotten so I got so many messages too from people who are angry that I didn't bow to them before I fought them. Fuck like, that, man! I I'm just, not I don't playing. Get it. I don't get that. <clears throat> I kind of see it in For Honor now too. I don't play that game. I have seen the combat. It looks like dog shit. People are welcome to get angry for that, but. The UB game, so it'll be dead in about a year and a half. So I don't have to worry about your fans being around for very long. Uh, I don't know, like the whole honor thing. I am here to fight you. I am not here to shake your hand. I will throw out a compliment later if you did a good job, or you know, you impressed me, or if I want to learn how you did that, I'll talk to you. Otherwise, but the thing about Dark Souls that I like is it's impersonal for the most part. Like you could throw out a guest here, but it doesn't mean much. I could throw out, well, what is it? But it doesn't mean anything other than, hey, beat ya. See you in the next match. <laughs> yeah, I do like when you beat the people that are obviously like have. And 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 here's the weird thing: I don't like. I think you should be able to use whatever you want to, and I don't. I don't really <laughs> care what you use. But yeah. if I see you using like an obvious build from the community, like if you're using the Falchion and you're you know buffing Falchion, moonlight, you know the moon, moonlight, great. dark yes. moon, yeah, whatever, and I'm like. <laughs> Dude, like, I know exactly what you're doing. Like, that's always going to earn a look skyward once I kill you. Like, every single time. Eve because you're Beaverson ch- here. <laughs> Ex- or, or, Beaverson. <laughs> exactly. It's really annoying, man. Like, I... It, it, it irks me, I don't want to say almost on a personal level, because it, it feels to me like you're not giving the game the full attention it deserves, because you're just copying what you saw someone else do, because it works. How is that fun? The game gives you all these options. You have all these weapons, all these pieces of armor, all these rings that you can combine, all these spells, miracles, fucking all this stuff. You're just going for what works. You're not going for what looks fun or what is fun. Maybe what maybe what works, maybe what's fun for you is just winning the easiest way possible with you know as little effort put in as possible. Okay, like, I, I that's fine. I'm gonna think it. less of you, though. Because it's, I mean, it's 2017 now. Like, there's, there's yeah. 40, 50 hour games that are all like super great that are coming out literally every single day. There's a ton mm-hmm. of smaller games that they're out there playing. So I get like not wanting to take the time to experiment and try stuff out and things like that. But if you're going to commit did. to doing this online aspect of a game, then maybe spend the time like trying to work on it. Just don't go Google best PVP build and try to recreate something that you saw on Peeve's uh, stream or, or Burroughs' stream or, or whoever's stream. Which I, it just. I, yeah, I, I have just, nothing. Me. <laughs> I have nothing against Peeve and Urbaro themselves, although I feel their attitudes sometimes are a bit too cocky and childish for my taste. But um, seeing what they've done, I want to say to the community, mm-hmm. that would be putting too much blame on their shoulders. But certainly, what what their streams and the access to their streams have done, 
the originality kind of just wanes after a while and people just adopt the best shit. It feels boring fighting the same cookie cutter build eight times and murdering it the same way because they all did the same shit. And that's the thing. It's it's think. it's leaning on their uh it's leaning on a streamer's or a popular person's experimentation to like do your work for you. Um, right. so, uh, and that's it, like, it, and they, they both seem like they all seem like nice dudes. I don't care for Ouroboros, like, I just don't like the screeching personality. But, like, Peeve lives in the same town that I live in, like, he's from the same town. I don't know the guy, but, like, you he seems like I'm, I'm going to, I'm gonna go meet him in real life one day and beat him up and then make him do, do this beat podcast up and then so. make a video of it and then, <laughs> and then post and it on build was when you yeah, the new meta, the new meta, in real the life new meta for beating Peeve in real life. <laughs> but he seems like a nice <laughs> dude and seems like he really cares yeah. about the games. It just like at a certain point, people are just watching whatever he does and then completely recreating it to go out and do like, you know, to fight average dark souls, PVP players, whatever that is. So, yeah. Well, I, I guess it comes down to the whole, and I want to sound like a meme here, but it does come down to the whole casual aspect that some people are just casuals in their the way they approach games. And I, I couldn't understand that. It kind of, no, I really can't, actually. I've always been big. When I get into a game, I get into a game. Mm-hmm. And I don't stop getting into it. I, I want to learn everything about it. I want to engross myself. Not become the best at it, but I want to become good enough that I'm happy with where I am. And if I can improve, great. Like There's been plenty of people who have taught me a lot of things about the Soul Series and PvP and all that, just by fighting them and talking to them and learning from them and improvising from what they've taught me. I haven't like always taken what they've had to say to heart, but you know, it's just interesting to me. And I can't wrap my head around the idea of easiest way in, get my reward, get out. Yeah. Done. And, and and that's like a totally different conversation between like playing games on easy difficulty, right? Like I I don't I don't particularly care about that kind of stuff. Like if that's the way you want to play a game, that's the way you want to play a game. But like it's when it comes to multiplayer stuff specifically, I get frustrated with it. So I don't know, it just aggravates me. But um, like since we're kind of we've, we've talked all through the main games and we're literally recording this, I think the week before E three. Like, what, what are you looking forward at it from? Like, what do you want to see? You kind of made a joke earlier about no more Dark Souls. Uh, the rumor is Bloodborne yeah, too, but that keeps getting debunked. So I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I don't think they're doing Dark, uh, Bloodborne too. I mean, Dark Souls two was kind of that was definitely a studio and exact decision. You could tell, mm-hmm. and as as much, I mean, E three is basically just a product show off from companies to their stockholders and all that. I'm aware of that. It's not about the games anymore. It hasn't been for a while. Um, from from their Armored Warfare? Armored Core? Maybe? Where the hell the series Armored they Core, yeah. The, the giant mech yeah. game. I wouldn't mind seeing them maybe revisit that series. I never played one myself, but I've seen like a lot of streams and they look pretty neat. Uh, they do mechs pretty well. Um, Jesus, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Honestly, maybe another Kingsfield. I, I, I may. It's been like it's been a thing now. People are remaking like older games, like Doom. Doom was phenomenal. I had so much fun with that. If Kingsfield got like the same treatment, the whole dungeon crawling, I would love to see From do just a pure dungeon crawling game again. That, that as a tabletop player and as someone who's now like big into RPGs and plays a bunch of like uh, dungeon crawl, Stone Soup, and all those like one life, you're dead, you're done, kind of things. I, I, dungeon crawling would be a neat kind of twist on the whole Dark Souls thing. 
I don't want to see another Dark Souls, certainly. I, I think the Dark Souls format and formula is nice, but I think it's been overdone. I'm tired of seeing the same thing over and over. People go, hey, here's a Dark Souls, like, uh, inspired by Dark Souls. Uh, Dark Souls likes feel. Like, I don't care. I, I played Dark Souls. <laughs> I don't need more of this. It's and, not Dark Souls. And none of them have been particularly great either. Like the, you know, Salt and Sanctuary was a, was a neat game. Lords of the Fallen was terrible. By all accounts, the, yeah, the, the, never... the sequel, the Surge, is is okay, but like I haven't I haven't touched that yet. Wait, so. they made a sequel. It's not it's not a sequel. The um, so the people yeah, like the developers basically because they did such a shitty job with Lords of the Fallen. The people whoever holds the IP, the very very special IP to Lords of the Fallen, uh, took that away from them, and they made what everybody has been wanting the sci fi Souls game. So like you're a dude running around in like a, some sort of mecha suit. Like think of like uh, what Ripley did at the end of Alien, one of the one of the Alien movies. Um, oh, so it's Fallout Four. Yeah, but it's it's like straight up Dark Souls combat. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I have a I have a, a podcast host, the co-host with me that he reviewed it for uh, a gaming website, and he's like, "It's not Dark Souls. Yeah. Don't play it like your dark like it's Dark Souls." And I'm like, "Dude, it's over the shoulder third person combat, stamina based. You're targeting different limbs. Like, uh, like prove to me this isn't Dark Souls at any time. <laughs> like, you have to go retrieve your body. Like, you know, bring it, Cliff. If you're out there, Cliff, come at me. Anyway, <clears throat> he first, Cliff second." it's the new meta (laughs) beat shit out of people in real life so they can't play anymore well thanks Cyclist for uh, for guesting on the podcast man I appreciate you spending an hour with me this has been really great like I I mentioned earlier that you and I have known each other for a while like as internet buds on you know Mm -hmm. Tumblr of all places but uh, it's nice like putting a voice to the name so to speak so thank you again for, for doing this hey no problem man thanks for having me it was real fun where can people find you on the internet should they choose to do so uh, you could try me on Tumblr, which I'll probably give you a link. You can just throw up in the description somewhere because I don't want to bother saying it. It's too long. Uh, you can find me on Steam, which is also on that Tumblr if you really want. Uh, if you ever feel like playing Squad or you know any of the game, I, I'm big into Player Knowns Battlegrounds right now. It's real fun to play with people. So, cool. pretty social. You wanna you wanna talk to me? Do it. Excellent. Well, thanks again for guesting, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. We can find links to previous episodes, all of the social media networks that this is on, including the Instagram page where I post up 30 to 60 second clips of every episode. So if you're like me and have a terribly short attention span, you can go check the podcast out before you listen to a whole hour's long worth of content. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It helps if you leave iTunes reviews, but more importantly, just listening to the podcast is super cool. So thanks for doing that. And remember, don't give up skeleton. And that's it. I always gave up. Skeleton came around. You always gave it up? <laughs> I hate that fucking skeleton. I hate that meme. Sorry, that was... <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> I didn't mean to ask you to be on the bottom. I don't know.